It's time for the 8th Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lot. I hit the 7-iron like John Davies. It's the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8th Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. This in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Now, here's PGA Pro, Jerome Espinoza. Good morning. Welcome to the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Myself, alongside David Muddit, will be here till 11 a.m. today. David, welcome back. I know you were on Mexican vacation. You know, you're just, you're just a world traveler, man. Welcome back. Just Glad a normal you. vacation. Just happened to be in Mexico. It wasn't a Mexican <laughs> vacation. Like, it wasn't... Wearing sombreros. I did yeah. drink a lot of tequila, though. Well, there you go. It's a Mexican vacation. All right, You're there. Enough, fair enough. This is the back. first time we've been in the studio together in like a month. We get to hear him today. Like, you know, he's not cutting in and out, so we're good. We'll get mm-hmm. to hear all of his wonderful thoughts. Um, so, obviously, some local stuff. Lobos finished second at the Tucker. Yeah, is that good or is that bad? <clears throat> I feel like they have a huge advantage on that golf course. They should have. Well, they did. I, I mean, I haven't talked to Coach or Sean or any of those guys in a while, but um, I, they played okay from what I saw. I mean, they... Yeah, they, but are they, was, do they typically win that as a team? Or I think they're always in the top two. Yeah. That's for sure. I it know wasn't, the, the winner, they always get... Like, that field is kind of mixed. They have, a like, the top half, the top five is really, really good. Yeah, like, where was the Stanfords and... The bigger teams, like, could they typically come, don't they? I mean, Tiger played when he played oh, yeah, for Stanford. Tiger has played. I'm not even sure. Phil played when he played for U of A. That is true. They typically have a pretty, Well, Arizona State, sorry, Arizona State. They typically do have a pretty feisty field. Um, I think BYU won it, to be honest. And they were, it's interesting, I'm noticing watching all these college golf, like, the winners are, like, miles ahead of second place. Like, the, I, I don't know, again... It looked like they didn't play all that great, to be honest, being their home course, like you said. Um, I, I don't know. But, again, the, that golf course, so someone told me that they played before the women and the rough was pretty nasty, and then that the men are a week later, and I think Corn Ferry is coming up is uh-huh. pretty soon. So I went out there, actually. I watched uh, Quinn Yost play a few holes. Oh, you were out there. How, I mean, the rough looked. Well, it's funny. Like they have some, they have some really bare spots. Uh, so some spots there isn't any rough. Like right on nine, if you fly, oh. if you flirt with the right side, and you that whole right side is dead. You would have it would have got sixty yards further if you hit it up that right side. But you obviously risk landing in the crap right there. But uh, but then there were spots where it looked pretty thick. Yeah, because that I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe you know what kind of grass they have out there. But that rough, it's when just it gets blue up, grass. it's. I always call it Superman rough. It's ridiculous. Like you, maybe you can't advance the ball. Like it's you know, just when rough dense. is thick like that, it's normally a combination of grasses. Uh, so but as far as I'm aware, that's just bluegrass. But there might be like a fescue mix in there, or maybe there's even some Bermuda in there somewhere. I don't know. It's nasty. Like especially greenside. I haven't played it's, there in ages. I mean, I was there probably about a month ago, and it was you could tell it was already. Starting Have you ever to played get, Tory Pines? Well, yeah. That's what that's like. It, oh. the, it, it, it could only be two inches, and you can't. Well, you Kukuya can barely move too. the ball out of it. Kakuya is. Um, and Poana. And they've got their, their rough. That's what I'm saying. is a mixture of like four grasses, and it's horrible. I, so I played there, and I think it was like the 
the tournament was going to be there pretty soon, you know, like when the, within the month. And I came back, I'm like, Kukuya grass is the worst grass ever. Like, <laughs> I, I actually went back, if you remember Larry Webb, um, I, I talked to Webby because he played on tour for a while. I said, Webb, I said, how do you play Kukuya? Like, what? how do you even, and he told me, I don't know if this is legal. I mean, back when he played, it probably was, but he said he'd sharpen the edge, like razor sharp. So he of could just, club. yeah, of his of club. Just one club or what? Yeah, just like his wedge is super, super sharp so he could knife through the Kakuya. And I'm like, oh, okay, because that stuff was <laughs> just nasty. Yeah. Uh-oh. But it, it's like Bermuda ish thick. It's, it's brutal, yeah. So UNM, like I said, Corn Ferry is here pretty soon. I don't know when that second stage is, but, you know. Sam Saunders didn't even make it. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's what I was told. I haven't looked that up. I guess I could that could be wrong, but goodness gracious. Well, we we always root for Sammy and those guys what the amount of uh levels they have to go through <laughs> is pretty outrageous. Um I know also in town not too long. It's it's becoming super super popular. It it has been since I was running the event, but out at uh Canyon Club on Monday, it's that uh, the USGA 4 ball qualifier i just saw nick Geyer today and he played with your he, buddy yeah with ross they played yeah. together and uh he says uh, ross didn't make a birdie <laughs> ross are you listening yeah that's yeah, what nick's ross, saying we're, about we're calling you out right now but he said um he showed me how many people were, there was a dude that that qualifier is becoming super they had to go like double t double wave because there's a ton of people yeah. in that qualifier. Well, because initially ball. it started off, it was <laughs> it was a really easy site to get through because it was only our local people. So people would come from Amarillo, Dallas, they would fly in for it because it was an easier qualifier. But now it's probably not. Well, it's, I mean, to be honest, Aiden Craft and Ross got through one time. So, yes, Canyon Club, they might think it's an easier qualifier, but there's a lot of course knowledge, like... Out there, and if you've never played there, you could you'd still be out there putting on some of those greens. I don't know if I. So the first year we had it there, so we have a playoff or we do the event, we're going whatever. Everything happens. These guys post a score really early, and I'm like, wow, six under, seven under, something like that. And the guy threw the scorecard at me, like he's super pissed. So he throws the scorecard at me, I'm like look at the number. I'm like, oh, that's not all that terrible, and it still hasn't. There hadn't been a lot. Well, then the wind kicks up. Oh. It just gets nasty. And I'm like, wow. So they post their score. Comes in. It's tied. They're tied. We have like four, three people. You have like two spots and an alternate spot or something like that. Mm. And so, two spots? I thought it was just one. Uh, no, there's two and two. Maybe because they had more. Initially, that was yeah. only a one spot. because Yeah, they had. Yeah. we had two that year. And so I go... I'm like calling these guys names and they I look at their thing they're from Oklahoma. I'm looking at the computer. I'm like, "Hey, we got a playoff. You guys have 10 minutes to get situated cuz they're putting on rain pants and He's all like, this 10 stuff." 10 minutes is enough we're in Amarillo. Well, I call them. So I get on the phone, I call them. I said, "Hey, um is this such and such?" He's like, "Well, yeah." I said, "You're in a wh- where are you?" And he says, "We're on I-40 past like, they're like at Terrace." And I go, you better well, turn around. I said, we have a playoff and you missed it. And he's like, you can't wait. And I said, nope. I said, they could have got back from Terrace to Full Hills and Terrace. They weren't, they weren't going to make it. So I said, well, looks like you're the first alternate. And they were so mad, but 
why leave? I, I know why he left. He was super pissed. He threw a scorecard at me. So I remember. And after he screw, threw his scorecard at me, I didn't feel so bad. So just so you know, if you post a decent score, don't throw a scorecard at the official because they're not going to help you because <laughs> I know I didn't. I'm like, nope, sorry, you missed it. Playoffs going. You're out. Goodbye, ha- units. Yeah. Goodbye, chance at a USGA championship. Like, yes, I mean, that's a... And I think it was at Chambers Bay. It was going to be at Chambers Bay. So it's not like it was... They don't go crappy places anyway, but... Um, President's Cup. Your PGA. What a nightmare. So, President's Cup. At what point do they just say this event's just not... Good. Nine straight for the U.S. So what is that? 18 years? Because it's every other year? Every other year. Nine. Nine straight for the U.S. The internationals have only won one time. In the whole history of the, the thing? the history of the president have won one time. It was in 99 in Australia. Well, didn't this, isn't this how the Ryder Cup started and then they, they ended up adding like... Yeah, it started with just Great just, Britain and Ireland, which is, which is the PGA. So the PGA in Great Britain is... That's originally what it was. But then the European Tour took it over. It was originally... The P, like because here it's PGA of America. Yeah, yeah. Then it was the PGA of Great Britain and Ireland. That's how oh, it started. Oh, I got you. I and got then the you. European tour <laughs> got involved because it was they were just killing them because you had these guys playing against Jack Nicholas, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Palmer, yeah, Trevino, I mean. yeah, Watson, all of them. And then then Europe got involved and and still they got beat for a while and then uh, a lot of Americans probably don't realize this but Seve was. The one that cha- oh changed gosh. the Ryder Cup. Him and um, Olathebel. But at Seve's the one that like changed the mentality of the Ryder Cup and said, "Look, we are going to win this." Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. They put everything into that. And have you seen that movie? There's a movie called Seve. Yeah, dude, it's, I've watched. I could watch that thing. I know. I love. I mean, just to hear him and see the whole thing and how he they was, like, dude, he it was awesome. Like, a lot I of Americans don't realize how amazing Seve was because he didn't play a ton of golf in America. Played the Masters, played the Majors, but not initially because it, it was hard on, to, to come to the Majors. I was going to say, get, get to start with probably... Well, and they wouldn't get, they didn't get the, enough points and stuff oh, they originally qualify. to qualify for it. It was, it was mainly the PGA Tour. Uh, the Ryder Cup changed that too. That's why if you look back at the history of those major championships, almost all American winners, minus two or three people, like yeah, a Yeah, it became like Seri. worldly exactly, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. That's why those guys have like tons of wins. Like, um, uh, player has tons of like worldwide wins because yeah. those guys played. They would travel all over the world because they would get into those tour whatever tournaments yep. they wanted. The the Europeans had a harder time coming over to America because <laughs> they they weren't invited to the tournament. Well, I was wondering. I'm like, are they gonna? When do they switch the Presidents Cup? Like, who they who can they add? I mean, I'm like, it's it's just it's not competitive. It well, was well, I guess they were competitive in the. Yeah, I mean, it's arguable whether it's competitive or not. There's still some of the best players in the world. But it's just not as good as the Ryder Cup. It's never going to be. I don't care if every President's Cup is decided by half a point for the next 20 President's Cups. It is not as good as the Ryder Cup because it doesn't have the history. Yeah. Now, that will they will eventually get history, but it's still, if the Ryder Cup's still going on... It'll just take miles. It's just... It's... I don't know. I mean, it's enjoyable for those players. I'm sure people like to go watch it. Well, the internationals seem to like love it because it's they. Well, they, they kind of try to jump in. Like, well, they don't get to do it very often. Yeah. Oh, they're. Yeah, I guess the and Americans, everyone wants to beat America. Everyone wants no, to beat America. It's no different than 
I was watching something. It was kind of funny on the dream team, right? Like the dream team, you know, when they were after Jordan and those guys, the dream team got beat like yeah. one or two, two times. And they, I saw something the other day that Kobe came in and that's when Kobe was like, it was crazy. I don't, I haven't seen it. I tried to look for it, but they said that Kobe basically, they were playing Spain with Paul Gasol and they were yeah. teammates. Oh, I saw that. He said, he I'm going to kill him. I'm going to smash him. I'm going like, to run right through his chest. That's what he and said. he did yeah. it. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy cow. I mean, Kobe's one of the most competitive people ever. Yeah. I mean, I saw this thing that's pretty funny. You'll like this. It was uh, during Michael Jordan's era, the Bulls were the best team. During Kobe's era, the Lakers were the best team. During LeBron's era, the Warriors are the best team. <laughs> yeah. It's true. No, it is. It's, it, well, I, did you, you obviously saw that thing where even Kobe, or I mean, LeBron was like, Kobe's not going to do it. There's no way they're teammates. And then he was like, oh my gosh, he yeah. did it. Kobe, like, Kobe was winning at all costs. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he, if you watch, it's, it's crazy. If you watch him and Jordan and some of the stuff they do is like, I mean, he mimicked everything Jordan did. Like, you'll, I don't know if you saw that last dance thing too, but yeah, I, I mean, that, yeah. people hated him. They didn't like to play with Jordan. They, he was, you look at anybody like Tiger Woods, for example, people used to hate playing with Tiger Woods. It oh, was a yeah. nightmare playing with Tiger Woods. And he didn't talk, you know, even O'Meara said, like, I'm best friends with him and we played in the tournament. It's like I never knew him. <laughs> that's, that, that's how they have to be to, to, have that level of focus and win in golf is way harder than basketball. Oh, it's you have a bad day in basketball, you've got ten other guys yeah, that can yeah, help yeah. you out. They you, can put you on the bench. You have a bad day in golf, guess what? You just lost that tournament. You still have to put the next four footer. Yeah. <laughs> it's still just you. There's no one else. <laughs> they don't get to sub you out. No. You would have been uh, the so also this week the one of our last events, the Stableford at Santa Fe Country Club, dude, I so I just, I was thinking this on terrible, right? I'm in the middle of a tournament playing horrible. So I'm like thinking of the radio show and I'm like, Santa Fe Country Club, people are going to think like you can't go there. You can go play there and you should go play it's there. It's not a country club. It is. It's, it's, it's a public golf course. And it's freaking awesome. Yeah. It's so best greens in our state. Uh, oh, hands them down. Them and Lovington are the two. But, it's yeah. not even close. Yeah. I mean, Loving, even, Lovington's, they're just as good. Yeah, typically. they are. But I mean, you know, and I've heard the argument. When but Lovington's I've, four hours. Santa Fe Country yeah. Club's forty-five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When I've sent people and I've said, "Go play Santa Fe Country Club," and they're like, "Can I get in?" I said, "Yes, go, go play up there." And the only complaint I've ever heard, which I know you're going to think is nonsense too, because I was like, "They're like, well, their rough is just dirt." I'm like, "Exactly. Don't hit it. Their rough instead of having like four-inch uh, rough." You've got a good 10 or 15 no, yards do. of rough, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it's desert. But that's what it should be. We're in the desert. Yeah. Why would you pay to make the desert green? Exactly. It's stupid. It's it's a brilliant, brilliant golf course. Like, it is. It, it's David it, Nowell up there. Thanks for having us. You're freaking amazing. David does a great job. That's who we should have on, yeah. Like, and their superintendent, Gary yeah. Hodges. That place is, I mean. Gary, the your golf boxes, course is. The fairways, oh the greens, gosh. the bunkers were perfect. Yep, I've been horrendous out of the bunkers. Every one of their bunkers I was in, which is quite a few, <laughs> was perfect. It was the right, it's the right texture, Firm. it's the right firmness. Yep, it's just it's yeah. There's not too much sand. There's not not enough sand. It's it yeah. That course is fantastic. And you know, here's the other thing I was thinking. I was like thinking of 
like Santa Fe Country Club, and people are like, well, it's a country club. No, it's open to the public. It's yeah. like a public golf course. And I guarantee... It's semi-private is what it is. Yeah. They have times where only members can play, and then the, they have time Afternoons or whatever. Yeah. Their budget can't be... It's not like a country club budget where it's out of control. There's no way. It's the... Like, it's got... They have to have a super... I mean, he, he does a great job. It's they four hills without job. trees, basically, is what Santa Fe Country Club is. Well, I'm just saying they don't have the budget. No, I'm, I'm just those. saying. Yeah, I wasn't talking. I was just saying it's... So people that make excuses like, well, you can't have that. Our golf course can't be like that. Their budget's way higher. There's no way. I would love to see their budget because it's... There's no way it's a crazy budget. No, and because keep the that shop is tiny. Some nice stuff in there, but it's small. Clubhouse is small. It's old. It's this isn't a ritzy place. The range? But the golf the course, range is pure yeah, too. The golf course is is as good as it's it's in better condition than any course in Albuquerque. Abs- I mean, that place is even Sandia. It is in better condition than Sandia by a mile. Well, I mean, like I said, and you obviously know this too, but the greens were like perfect. As far as speed, the firmness was perfect. Like the fairways were perfect. It was that place is always a treat. I yeah. freaking love playing there. I don't really like putting there very much. Well, because I had a lot of putts. <laughs> a lot. Of Dustin putts. Blair from yeah, El Paso, job, Texas wins. Dusty shoots sixty six on day two. Stableford obviously is different. You get points for birdies and all that sort of stuff. So he played really good. Um, so. Shout out to Dustin. He's a good dude. I love Dustin. Woohoo! Good player. Um, high school golf started last week, I believe. So yeah. fall golf is underway, and kids are out there playing. And I don't know. I saw this and thought of you right away. Addie Haas won the first tournament she played in as a high schooler. She's an eighth grader. Oh, that's right. So good for she's that's good, one yeah. of those Sandia Junior League kids. Well, and she's got great parents too. They PGA they, Junior League. She's set up for success. That's great. Yeah, so, I mean, I saw that. I'm like, look at this. A little eighth grader comes in and beats the field. Yeah, she's actually done with the junior league. She's the one that we yeah. lost without a yeah. And I'm trying to think of, um, you know, so eighth graders can play. It, obviously, there's a few more um, golf or girls in the, that are eighth graders than boys playing right now, but well, that's, yeah, that's pretty I think, normal. I think the opportunity for a girl as an eighth grader, if you're pretty good, to play high school golf is a lot easier than the guys. Yeah, yeah and it, yeah. again, it depends on what school you go to and all that sort of thing. So, I mean, she goes to academy. She does, yeah. and they have a they have a good golf team actually. A um, women's high school golf team. Yeah, they lost one of the girls. She is homeschooling or something, but I know they do have Anya Parashers on that team and stuff like that. So, oh, Neil's sister. I think they have a a decent little team there. Do you, so, I don't even know if Hope have a female high school team. I don't think they do. I've they do. seen the boys practicing. I have not Charlie will be playing seen for if them there's... next year. Oh, he's seventh, so he'll be he's eighth. seventh. He'll be eighth next yeah. year. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's great for those kids that, especially you know, golfers can come in and make a a little stink if you're you know pretty good and you'll. Where, so, where did she? Where was the tournament? It was at Arroyo. So it was eighteen holes then for yeah, her, right? Yeah. Eighteen holes, walking, does a nice job. So, good job, Addy. Congratulations yeah, well to you. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction at 8 Grady's Golf. If you're interested in the game of golf, please email me at gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Let's get back to the 8 Grady's Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Welcome back to the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. 
You'll hear myself and David Muddit talking New Mexico golf Saturdays 10 to 11. We don't have a guest this week. Our guest was playing a practice round at Twin, he said. So get out he, of here. He's a disgrace anyway. He wouldn't have brought anything to the table. I told him. I said, we gave you a shot. You're forever. Yeah, you don't get re-invited back. Steve Manning, <laughs> that's you. Hottest show in Albuquerque, and you get invited and you choose to play Twin instead. Yeah. Somewhere you've played it 300 times. He's getting ready for the senior PNC. As we've talked about before, I know I've seen, actually, I think the ladies are here pretty soon at Twin because I've seen that some of them are starting to leave and they're yeah, starting to pump Zach, that up. Zach said the PJ's coming in this week, I think. Oh, there you go. Well, the ladies will be out there and you know maybe we'll go check it out so we can kind of give you guys a report if you don't get to go see it. Um, I wanted to talk about the marathon. Which, David is running which a marathon. <laughs> However, uh, here's something that I the I saw this and thought of walking. you, and I was like, "All right, we're going to talk about that." So this past weekend, the world record got broken for the marathon. I did saw you see that. that? Two hours and two minutes. Did you do? Did you happen to do the math on the pace of that? I don't want to. It's, it's like four twenty-seven. Four minutes. Retarded. 27 seconds per mile. It's going to take me three times as long as it took. It's going to take me over six hours. I, mean, I, I was like, wait, four minutes and 27 seconds for a mile? And that? 26 miles in a row. For 26 miles. Right. And that's average. That means some of his miles were, were probably faster. under four minutes. In level, I don't know. Maybe at that level, they, they stick to a certain pace and they keep it the whole time. I am not familiar with that, and I will never be familiar I with that. I was like, I thought of you. I'm going to have some miles at like Nick 20 me, minutes. <laughs> and uh, was it Henry? You, Henry Nick, and, and Henry? Josh Salmon. Josh Salmon. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is. Is he running the New York Marathon? Oh, I'm sure. He's like the world record holder. I think he like broke his own record. Yeah, or the I New York City Marathon is more of like a charitable thing. Maybe, I don't know. If, I'm sure. Well, those division. competitive guys always take yeah. off first. Like. You should go to the front, see if you how long you can stay with no, for like a hundred. So you have to, based on previous marathons, they they stagger oh, the start. Gotcha. But if it's your first one and your only one, which it is for me, you have to just give them a rough time so you know when you start. <laughs> well, Nick said, lie about your time, otherwise they're going to start you last and you're going to finish in the dark. So oh. I said four hours, even though it'll take me six hours. So I'm going to be starting close to Nick. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm sure as hell not starting late and finishing <laughs> in the dark. I'm like, I need to get started. Estimated finish time, one and a half hours. They're like, well, we lost a competitor. I don't know where he went. He's fell off somewhere. Um, so real quick with this marathon, you guys are doing it for PGA Reach, yeah. correct? Yep. Yeah. Are you guys accepting donations? Like, I want yeah, you guys so to get some money. We like, all have let's get some donations. For we you all guys. have to reach. We all have to reach three thousand individually to raise money. Um, the PJ Reach is an awesome foundation. Oh, it, it, dude, it's, it's so, so good. good. It helps so many people. But yeah, uh, there'll be a link. I will. I wonder if we can get it on the Eight Grady's homepage, maybe with your other stuff. Can yeah, we do that? we yeah. can probably. I'm waiting do on them like to to send me my. <laughs> We'll put Nick and I's on there, seeing as we're in Albuquerque. We'll let those guys do deal with Crucis, but yeah. we'll put Nick and I's on there. I think Nick's already raised half of his goal, but I haven't raised a penny yet because just, I'm just Did you hear started. that? Let's go. We need yeah. David three grand, that's to it. raise some money. But well, it, we don't stop at three grand. If we raise 10, that's great. It all goes to the charity, and we, we actually have to pay our own way to New York City. We have to stay in New York City on our own dime. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
But it's, even, PJ Reach is awesome. So for those of you that don't know, PJ Reach is a huge. I mean, they do a ton of stuff. I know they do PJ Hope. They give money to PJ Hope, and that's for veterans to take lessons. I think well, they do like that. A, out PJ of Reach is an umbrella of like yeah, three different charities. It's huge. They? Yeah, they do. PJ Reach also does uh, PJ Junior League, mm. so they kind of funnel some of those funds. Um, and here's and um, um, yeah, they're part of so part of like the youth on course stuff. They they're kind of do all that sort of stuff. But I know for PJ Junior League for sure, if you're a PJ Junior League, and so let's just say that David has a PJ Junior League group that he's going to run, and he's charging $500 a kid. What PJ Reach does is for kids that are um, on free and reduced lunch and or military, if there's any sort of... If the military you, is a If you qualify I, yeah. for military or free and reduced lunch, they PGA will cover your entry fee. I think all... I mean, they... Regardless of what the pro decides to charge? Yes, they sponsor... So they don't just pay the, the $75 fee that goes no, to the PJ of they, America? No, they, they, they cover the entry fee for mm. those kids. Um, PJ Reach does that. That's what PJ Reach does some of that. PJ Reach also does... Well, um, PJ Hope is the one that is really, really yeah. cool. Well, obviously the, the kids and stuff, but the PJ Hope is for all the veterans and the seriously injured and they get them out on the golf course they take them to the range yep we do events at twin like once every couple of weeks i think i think it's an eight-week program yeah they get to go they they start they, they have a banquet at the end too and i know i talked to zach a little bit about this because we're going to try and get involved in some of this at eight grady's and try and you know do some of that stuff but they do a let i think it's an eight-week program they start with lessons and you know you or i can go help zach teach and they do they get on the range and they have all this adapted equipment yeah. like i know, need to go guys on that, wheelchairs we get they points have that too. yeah they have any sort of adaptation for anybody that's been in the military yeah. if you're severely or profoundly disabled you can go to that program i mean they have you can go on the putting green they have all kinds of you know longer drivers those little the is it the one person cart that like leans if someone can't walk? They yeah, that, I've seen that. Yeah, where they can hit on that. They've got the one where it's uh, if they have no legs, they will sit in this chair or they're disabled from the waist down or whatever, and then the chair will like rotate to where yep. they sat off the side and they can swing. Yeah, yeah. I, I did in one of my PGA levels. It was great. The guy was like. I got this guy that uses this. He goes, I tell him, you want to hit a high draw? Here we go, buddy. We're going to lean you back <laughs> and let's fire. And like, I mean, that's part Until of you the hit stuff. the ground, a football <laughs> on the ball, <laughs> fall out. So PGA Hope does that. And again, I don't know when that starts, but I know, you know, they work. I think what they end up doing is they start them on the range. And then by week eight, they get them out on the golf course mm -hmm. at like twin, for example. I know Zach is the main guy that does that. And how, they, how does a how does a veteran sign up for that? It's through the VA. There's a lady oh, that's kind of okay. in charge of I can't remember if it's like their recreational director or something. And Zach had the name. Oh, so okay. if you're interested in that stuff, uh, reach Honestly, out to just call Zach. Yeah, Hopeful I was going to say Warriors, reach out yeah. to Twin Warrior Zach Hopeful and say, hey, you know. And again, you don't have to be severely or profoundly, profoundly disabled. You just have to be part of the military. If you were in the military, you know whether I you can probably be active duty or you're out. Any of that sort of stuff, you, you qualify for that program. So, um, have yeah, you know, cool. that's great. why I'm going to torture myself in New York City. There, you, David is going to yeah. puke, cramp, and everything for that reason. So there are plenty of people out there that like to see me suffer. So, <laughs> donate some money 
At least donate some money while you watch me. And that's that's kind of what it goes for and for these guys running the marathon. So again, I wanted to, I, I thought of that and was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be. The furthest I've gone so far <laughs> is five miles. I thought I heard you say you're running the Duke City Marathon. The Duke City Half Marathon. He's getting prepared. Yeah, that's my so prep. So just, I mean. That's my prep or that's what's going to mean I'm not going to run the New York City Marathon because <laughs> I died during this marathon. <laughs> Well, save yourself for this one. Walk like you got to do the New York City one. Well, this one, so half marathon's thirteen, isn't it? If I what can, thirteen point one or something. Well, yeah, marathon's twenty six point two, so yeah, probably thirteen point one. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see what I'm like at like ten miles. Yeah, because ten miles when you've only got three more to go, you've got some drive. Like, all right, I'm almost there. Ten miles when you've got sixteen miles to go. Well, <laughs> that's if, a whole different, a whole different. If there's any there. listeners out there that have any advice for David. His training is limited to minimal. Yes. How is he going to get through this? Does he need to eat pizza halfway? I've, I've seen, you know, those little, like, tube things that people, the jelly know, tubes. I don't know. Like, My back, I don't know how I'm going to carry that stuff. I'm going to. You have know. a fanny pack. I've seen them. They have fanny packs with all this stuff all over. They do? That's what I've seen. They That's pee on themselves, ta- too, you- by the way. Oh, yeah. Those guys pee on themselves. And they just keep running. Jesus. Oh, they're the serious ones. I'll just stop at the <laughs> whatever I'm driving past, walk, running past. There's got to be porta potties. Uh, oh, I'm sure. There's tons of like. I'll tell Funky to leave now. We'll get, we'll have him drive. That's what I say. They can drive you a little bit. For him. He's got to take 26 out to New York. You need York one City. of those motorcycles that can like drive you, jump on for a little bit just to survive. Someone was telling me about a story of some lady that ran a marathon but cheated. Like. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that Cut happens. off and so, someone got her in a car and took her close to the finish yeah, line. She waited and then she ran across the finish line. I've heard of that. I might do that. Well, you're doing it for, uh, it's like Zach Hoffel told the story that his son said, you know, they were playing those 100 golfs, 100 holes 100 of golf. Ago. His son said, well, do you think the soldiers complain about it being windy, Dad? So there yeah. you go. That's, yeah. use that inspiration. Yeah, then you're like, damn it, son. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll I guess I'll keep going. So donate, please. We'll try to get a link up. Um, you can send me an email. I don't know if you're interested. David, do you have an email if they want to donate and figure this yeah, out? Yeah, I, I still don't have my page set up for that, but I will. By next week's show, we will announce that, and then people can go on there. All right. Let's yep. do that, Albuquerque. Let's, yep. let's get these guys. Again, it's Nick Knee and David Muddit. If you're an Aggie, I guess you can help Salmon and um, – Tatina down at New Mexico State. Um, but there's only 15 spots in the country for the, for the from the PGA of America f- to run the New York City Marathon. And we have We've four, got of four of them. That's pretty good, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. It's the guys that are crazy enough to do it. Well, w- without Nick and Matt, what got involved in it initially, and that's that's the reason I said I'd do it. No, you know, I, don't, I don't want to run a marathon. <laughs> Better than me. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, alongside David Muddit. If you'd like to inquire about leagues, club repair, fittings, email me, gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8 Gradies Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017, the team. Let's get back to the 8 Gradies Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio, 1017, the team. I'm Jerome Espinosa. Welcome back to the 8 Gradies Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017, the team. I am Director of Instruction at 8 Gradies Golf. You'll hear myself. And David Muddit talking to Mexico Golf Saturdays ten to eleven. All right, David, the team, the team, 
The live is back, baby. The live. What do you mean? So here's a question. I, I don't know. I don't know. You probably know. I have no idea. Why do people hate Greg Norman? I legit don't know why people hate Greg Norman. Well, for uh, those of you that don't know, he's like uh, the main guy at Live. I he can was say on, some funny stuff. He was on tour. He was a really good. He was world number one. I know why most most guys hate him. Did you? Well, see, did you I know see what, that picture, yes, <laughs> David. I do know why most guys hate uh, Greg Norman. I think it was fake though. Why do most? I think it was a frozen brat burst. To don't be <laughs> don't go look it up, people. <laughs> don't go look it up. But why? <clears throat> why do all these guys? Why does everyone says that? Like, if I ever hear I mean, anything, I they're like, every, I mean, oh, they hate Greg Norman. Greg Norman's easy to hate. And I'm like, why? There is something about him that you just... I'm biased. I'm from England. He's from Australia. England and Australia, vicious rivals in sport. Faldo against Norman, right? Obviously, cricket. That's the reason I never liked Norman. But you got it. Norman as a golfer was incredible. I mean, one of the best. Well, everyone ever. says they all yep. hate him. Only won two majors, but Christ, he threw away well eight of them and <clears throat> got screwed on another four, easily five. Larry Mize chipped in at Augusta to beat oh, him. Oh, that's a right. Uh, Bob Tway hold that bunker shot at the PGA in Florida to beat him. He lost so many majors in brutal fashion. Uh, so why would they hate him? They should love him. Right? Exactly. They should. America loves the underdog story. But I guess it's hard to say he was an underdog when he won a hundred times across the world or whatever it was. I mean, I again I get it. Like well, he whenever was you're mad, the face he of started a, this. When if you're gonna be the face of something, he knew what was coming. That's why people don't like him. They don't like the whole Saudi Arabia financial thing. That's what they don't like. They don't dislike Greg Norman. A lot of people have a lot to say, and I'm just—I was like, "All right, I'm asking this question, David. Maybe he knows." I'm just surprised, to be honest. And maybe Norman didn't realize quite the extent of what he was getting himself into. He may maybe. sit there at night with a glass of red mm. wine, and be like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" Maybe you're—you might be right. He's almost a billionaire <laughs> as it is. He didn't need this. Like, yeah, he, yeah, they're yeah. not paying him money to where it's changing his life. Like, I, I don't know. He must just. Maybe he had a personal vendetta against I the PGA Tour. I don't that. know. Maybe he did. Maybe he was super what bugged be, with the tour and said, "You know what? I'm going to jam it to him." And he, I don't know what that would, where that would come from. But yeah, you never know. Maybe he. Did you see? So the live just, I mean, and again, I, whatever. Some people like live. Some people don't. I enjoy it just because it's a little different. But they're having a team championship, like Miami. Sort of. So they're in. They're in Bangkok here pretty soon. Then they go uh, the live. The team championship, dude. There's a, obviously money. There's a ton of money. Fifty million. The team championship. <clears throat> What's first place? Oh, split I four ways. So the quarter, tell me they're going to change the teams up though, because this team no, thing's getting ridiculous. The teams aren't going to change, but the formats are crazy. So oh. the quarterfinals, there's like buys. So a couple of the top oh, is teams it match play. Yes, it's oh, buys. Cool. Um, teams one through four receive a buy. Five through twelve play head-to-head matches. Um, the two singles matches, so there, there's obviously four players. There's two singles matches. It's the captain is one of them and somebody else. And then there's a foursome match, and mm. it's the first one to two points. And when you're like two points, you're like, so let, let me guess. Move forward. Four, four aces won't be choosing Pat Perez as they're in one of their individuals. <laughs> he's going to be on the he's going to be in the two man team. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they will. I mean, why, why? I mean, you pick Dustin Johnson. To be honest, I probably put Patrick Reed. Yeah, Dustin Johnson like, and Patrick Reed, exactly. Who you do. But then that means well, Taylor Gooch. You would not pick Taylor Gooch over Taylor Patrick Gooch Reed. Is playing really ever. good. You wouldn't pick him over Patrick Reed, especially in a match play. I'd put him. I'd put Pat Reed and Pat Perez. <clears throat> they might kill each other. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I got a story about Pat Perez. Actually, I probably can't say. It looks like the finals are stroke play, four teams play, um, and it the so it looks like the the finals is stroke play. It's eighteen mm. holes, all four scout scores count. That's kind of boring. So, After all that format, that's how they finish it. Yeah, that's know. weird. But I was like, holy cow, this is like. When is that? Whenever they're Miami, so they're in like. Are they at Trump Doral? Yep, they sure are. They're at Trump Doral. They go to Bangkok here pretty soon, and then they go to that. So I thought that was, I mean, I don't know. It's <laughs> Let's just give him more people Trump disarrangement oh, syndrome. Or <laughs> They're just going nuts over it for oh, sure. God. Um, here's another another story that kind of broke again. You know, it's got ties to Noda, lo- tons of local stuff. I actually talked to him the other day. But Tiger's son, Charlie, yeah, I, played I, in the, it was called like a last chance qualifier to try to get in the national championship of Noda's Tiger's son played. It is 36 holes, so it's two rounds, and is, I don't know, everyone's seen it. It's all over the news now. His son shot a career low 68, and I mean, everyone's just going nuts now. The Tiger caddying for him. So, I want to I want to just let you know, I'm top of the list as a volunteer to come to Louisiana now and help out, because Tiger's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I thought that, I'm like, this will be interesting if he to, gets yeah, in, because he didn't qualify. He finished like seventh in that qualifier. But he shot 68. Oh, I thought he got in. No, he did not. Oh. He finished like fifth. That's a prime or... example of what the media, exactly. the power the media has over people. Because I I saw the... I didn't see an interview of the winner, but I saw an interview of Charlie yes. Woods. So I did. I went and looked up right away because I'm like, okay, 68. But they did say when they interviewed him, they're like, career low, 68 for Charlie Woods. And I'm like... Ah, kind of surprised that's get... his career low. Watching him hit some of those shots at that father-son tournament last year, I feel like he would have shot lower than that. You know what's crazy, though? It's it's insane. And obviously, Tiger's his dad, so he's with him a ton. But during that interview, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he sounds just like Tiger. Oh, like no. He called his dad, dad, because that's if you hear Tiger talk about his dad, he always says, yeah, dad helped me yeah. with this putting. Charlie said the exact same stuff. Um, no, and he looks just like Tiger oh he too. looks just yeah. like him yeah even it's i so i saw the video of him they announced him on the first tee um you know some of the guys that i worked with because they're they're part of the that junior tour and his the way he steps into the ball like his wag his shirt he has like the oh, shirt yeah. tug right i was like holy cow dude he is my my charlie asked me he goes because he saw that and he said you think you think Charlie's going to be better than Tiger? No, I said. Well, kind of hard to say that considering who a lot of people is. say Tiger's the greatest golfer ever, and in my opinion, he's better than Nicholas, better than anybody. Um, your older generation will argue that, but you can argue that till the sun co- till the sun comes up, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, how do, how do you how do you sit there and say anybody's ever going to be better than Tiger Woods? Yeah, I mean, that's. It's the same thing that I always say that Jordan went through, right? His kids are like, oh, Michael Jordan's son. And they yeah. were, and it's just like, well, I mean, it's, it's, well, I wish people would leave him alone, let him be a kid, let him be a junior golfer. Yes, I get it. Tiger, everyone, you know, wants to see Tiger, wants to be there, but let Charlie do his, like, let him figure it well, out. Well, and here's the thing I think that as a kid of, of some great athlete, they see, they see it from a different perspective. They see all the struggles and the time away and all that stuff. So they see that that role 
or that career or that life in a different light absolutely than the parent does i mean even at our level our kids see like what you're it, always what it, <laughs> what's dad always pissed off <laughs> <laughs> i play golf today that's you know no yeah you're absolutely right like they see i guess to them and that's their that dad life? like and it's like gosh this guy's always on the range he's always putting and you know who knows tiger i mean charlie might love that he might love that part of it and that's well, kind of where they I hang also, out you can look at it another but, way too and say tiger is going to look at charlie's childhood and be like i want his to be more normal than mine was <laughs> right like so well, based on that thing what was it that that series that i watched oh my gosh yeah. i would think so yeah it's uh and I'm sure he hopes that for his son, but you're the son of Tiger Woods. You're never going to be completely normal, but well, Tiger wants it to be as normal as possible for his here's kid. Here's a perfect example. Your son, Charlie, goes to this last chance qualifier and shoots, I don't know, 77-68. Are they interviewing him? No. They no. don't even care. No. They're like, wow, this kid. They might not even notice. Oh, he finished top five. He made a great comeback. Yeah. But when you're Charlie Woods, they're going to interview you, and it has been everywhere like i don't obviously you saw it which is great preparation it's great for confidence like because he's not going to truly understand in his mind it's oh i shot 68 they're interviewing me yeah 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 i i i I get he knows obviously the situation but i don't think he quite tiger's obviously gonna go okay i get why they're interviewing my son (laughs) charlie so that's great for his confidence yeah absolutely it's only gonna help him get used to that sort of stuff and you know, the more the more people talk about you and the more you're seen and the more you, you just get better and better and better. You believe in yourself. Absolutely. I, and it'll be interesting to see if he gets into the national because it's, it's play your way in. But I'm like, ooh, we'll see what happens. I hope he, Nota bumps him to top of the alternate list. If he yeah. gets in there because um, it's it's not easy to get into there. There's, Dude, there's some good players. I mean, it's yeah. all over. the. It's like the USGA stuff. There's, yeah. there's good little kids all over the place. And so it... <laughs> You know, he did give a lot of credit. I, I will say this. I know people, um, Tiger probably did not carry the bag. Just so you know, I think. I, he how, hopped how around. Is he? Tiger? Tyler, Charlie. Oh, he's 12. So that division can actually, the caddy can drive a cart. So Oh, he drive a cart? I guarantee. I don't oh, I'm know. Gonna, I'm going to caddy for my son. Then. But I guarantee <laughs> that division, they can actually, the parent can put the bag in the cart. Uh, so it's like the senior tour. So, yeah, it's like, you know, the kid can't ever get in the cart, but the parent can drive the cart, so it was obviously fair, easier ma- to caddy. Making kids 12 and under carry a bag for two is pretty brutal. Well, especially, you know, the tees are up. So when you get off of a green long and you go to the next tee, and you know this from playing junior league at Sandia, those kids are probably walking more from green to tee than they are the actual hole. Oh, yeah, Sandia. If you like, for example, you play number six and then you have to go up to seven fairway, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I did, yeah, that's, yeah, that is miles. Yeah. That's, it's well over. Oh, my gosh. That's like another par five, to be honest. I mean, it's probably a good 200 yard walk. Oh, minimum. Yeah. That's a long way. Yeah. Um, the, kind of a last thing I wanted to hit on was because I, people are going to hear this all the time and we, you know, this is just normal golf stuff, but the types of golf, I think people get super confused because I hear it all the time. And now with a best ball scramble, President's <laughs> Cup and Ryder Cup, and then this team event, like the live team event, and, you know, the father son, that's coming up soon. 
the types of golf. Scramble. That's what most people play. That is, is a you scramble. Pick the best shot, and you all go and play from there until you hole out. You do the exact same thing. People think that's a best ball, it is and not. I understand why. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because a best ball says a best. It's not actually your best ball. It is your best score, which it means the same thing in that context. But yes, scramble is all these fundraiser tournaments you play in. Like David yes, said, that's a he scramble. explained it perfectly. That is a Texas you scramble. Go to the best shot. Every single time. You yeah. never have a bad shot. No. Well, that depends on the well, three people you decide to play. <laughs> pick up a pick up a ringer. I've seen some scrambles <laughs> playing from some really weird spots. And most scrambles, they tell you par is your friend. So I'm helping all you golf professionals out out there. When they have come to your If course, you can't make a par in a four person scramble, <laughs> it doesn't matter what score you're making because you're not you're gonna not win. winning. <laughs> you're not winning. And even then you won't win anyway because yeah, people the cheaters. Shoot. 50s, which is n- impossible. Well, you know, they, they buy these mulligans and then they'll oh, they'll just take a mulligan on every single shot. And if they make it, they use a mulligan. If they, then, otherwise, then, they don't. Then the rope and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So those are scrambles. Okay? Like David said, a best ball. You'll hear that a lot. Is they're playing a best ball. That is, if David and I are a team, two-person, we're playing together as a team. We are both playing <laughs> our own ball. Play just our to own ball and you I choose never the t- best score on each hole yes so if i make a seven david makes a three we take the three as the score that's our best ball i would hope you wouldn't even hit those fifth six and seven <laughs> shots at that point <laughs> so it's not that is a best ball and in and in like president's cup and Ryder cup that is called four ball yes it's also called yeah. four ball yeah and you know, I've seen the USGA define it because four balls are in play, all that sort of stuff. Four ball, best ball, same format. And then you've got the foursomes, so which is alternate shot. There are a few different versions so of that. So here's, here's how I always thought foursomes when you see it like, and they're like, oh, they're playing foursomes. Foursomes. You're playing some of the hole. That's I what foursomes is. That. You are playing some of the whole. The confusing part about that is you would also say, oh, I've got a foursome today. But you're not yeah, yeah. playing foursomes. That's a confusing <laughs> part about that. Foursomes is alternate shot. Yes. Now, there are a few different ways to do that. Like the events we play in, it's like modified alternate shot yes. where both people tee off. And if we choose your tee shot, I am then playing your ball on the next one. Then you're playing that next shot. Correct. But the Ryder Cup's like tra- traditional. Like flat out you choose. alternate shot. Well, like, there's actually two. Some would argue traditional is whoever holds the putt on the last green, the next person tees off. But See, the, that's how the Ryder I Cup's thought. different. They, they don't do that. Oh, they, they, they choose the holes. Odds. Yes. Got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're lost there, foursomes or alternate shot, okay, yeah. is You've David, only got one ball David, in play. David and I are a team where basically to start, I would say you're playing, you tee off on all the odds, I'll tee off on all the even holes. So hole one, three, five, seven, nine. Yeah. David's teeing off. Two, four, six, eight. That's me. I tee off, and then we alternate all the way in till the ball is in the hole. And that's tough because it's you, hard. You only get the one tee shot, and if Jerome pumps <laughs> it in the desert, well, guess guess who's playing that? I am. <laughs> now, another confusing part about that is you say alternate shot. Now, if you're taking a drop, that would insinuate that then the third shot should be back to the person who hit the tee shot, but it's, but it's not. not. You actually have to hit the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Alternate shot is an extremely difficult, it's not played a whole lot because no. it's so hard. Even in our events, we don't do it properly. The only event no. that we do it properly in is a Taylor Cup. 
Oh, that that yeah. we do proper alternate shot, yeah. And it's like I said, alternate shot. We are event. We have an event coming up in Halloween that's nine holes of alternate shot. But although it's, it's modified, it's right? modified. So you get two yeah, tee shots, get two and, and that's shots. that's on the courses we play. That's the hardest shot because <laughs> you don't have much in after you've hit the tee shot, <laughs> yeah. right? But I know you play a tough golf course. Like you go out to Unum South, for example, oh or Twin, gosh. and you play proper alternate shot. Oh, you could shoot a million. That's tough. Yeah, absolutely, you could. You just you hit it in the junk. Oh, yeah, that's not easy. You lose <laughs> some friends in that alternate shot format, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I think my favorite story is the one that Noda tells about alternate shot. He was in a Presidents Cup with Tiger, and Tiger put him in the junk, and he said, "Hey." What do you want in? Like, I'm going to hit this, but what yardage? And Tiger pretended like he didn't know him, didn't talk to him, didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So Noda told his caddy, what's his worst yardage? And he said, <laughs> 97 yards. He said, cool, I'm hitting it there. So he hit it to 97 yards, and it was like a nasty lie downhill. And he said, Tiger just sculled it over the green, hits it terrible. And he goes, hey, next time I ask you what yardage you want in, you tell me. That's hilarious. And so, yeah, he tells that story a lot. I'm like, Dude, that was that's awesome. Like, you're friends, and he won't tell you. So you're like, okay, I'll get him to tell me. Do you remember that um, World Cup of Golf with Duval and Tiger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duval hit that shot in the last hole. They needed Birdie to win, or Birdie to get in a playoff, maybe. And he hit that one right at the green. Tiger was dead, <laughs> and he made it. And you, you remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. And that's a tough thing. Like, that's the alternate shot. I mean, you, you actually. As hard as it is, you just have to ignore what they're going to do because they could put you two feet or they could hit you in well, I, absolute I, death junk and you have to hit that shot. I, I do it with Hoful every year. <laughs> and I, he would, he'd be like, well, I don't want to leave you three feet. I'm like, I don't play, hit your shot. Like, if I can't make a three foot, we're not going to win anyway. <laughs> That's always... Yeah. It, 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 like, I'm not caring where I'm leaving you, so yeah. you shouldn't be caring where you're leaving me. Well, and I think that's the best way to play that. Like, to be honest, any sort of team event, I always tell my partner, like, hey, dude, I'm going to hit some horrible shots, and I'm not going to care. Yeah. So I, I know, want you to go play golf and don't care where The hardest part about that is you could go all day without actually having a putt that's true and then all of a sudden on 18 you've got a four and a half foot of the breaks from that's, outside the hole and you haven't you haven't hit a putt you had to make in four seven. or five holes yeah <laughs> that is that is you're like gosh dang i don't even know how to hit a wedge yet i haven't hit a fairway <laughs> shot it in. is it doesn't feel like you're playing golf no it's weird yeah. yeah you have to be super ready so i just thought we'd go over some of the formats because you're starting to hit hear some of these and so we didn't do Stableford. We didn't do the Stableford, which we just did. We're out of time, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. There, we'll we'll do that some other time. You guys don't call. It's a point system. Scramble anyway. a best ball. It's not. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Thanks for joining us. There'll be a link for today's show at eightgradies.com. We'll be back again next Saturday from ten to eleven. I am Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next weekend. Thank you for listening to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.